Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cinema Chat with David Heath. And I am your humble host, David Heath. And I am so glad to be podcasting again today. And But today is going to be somewhat of a, of a let's just call it a mini cast, a mini podcast. I, I'm going to be talking about a movie that I've only seen one time. And but I really liked it, and I thought, well, let's just talk about it on the podcast. I had heard of it, but I never had seen it until yesterday, the day before I started recording this. And and um, it's called "The Thief Who Came to Dinner." Uh, it's from 1973, and so I'm just going to talk a little bit about it. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, maybe at the very end, I I might mention something but uh but so if you're if you haven't seen it maybe 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 get off before you before the end but um anyway uh it's uh it, it was an interesting film and i i had it on my dvr from tcm on my sometimes i've talked about it on the podcast about my dvr and how full it always is i i have to watch uh almost one movie every night on TCM at least five nights a week anyway uh, or I have to watch one movie off my DVR to clear things out and almost 100% of my DVR is from TCM and uh, <clears throat> matter of fact I've heard people say you should cut the cord um, you know you've got all those apps well you know gosh you know but TCM doesn't isn't available uh, you know as I mean, is there is a TCM app, but it doesn't show 100 percent of the movies, and you can't stream them anytime you want. So, or, or all the movies anytime you want. So, I mean, you can stream live, but you know, other than that, there's just a handful of movies uh, to pick from, and they're doing that on purpose uh, because they want to maintain the integrity of the actual cable channel, and which you know we've talked about a few times on the podcast about you know how these movies should be harder. Not easier sometimes to 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 watch, and that's the it's kind of antithetical to what normal reasoning and rationale would be. But but I I I really I really would appreciate it if I could watch every movie, but have it be kind of difficult to locate it. I remember watching uh, the nineteen thirty one Maltese Falcon, you know, a couple. A uh, couple of uh, what was it months ago, and I was so excited to watch it because I had never seen it from 1931, and I knew it wasn't going to be as good as the bogey version, but it was still a really good version. But we're off on a tangent. Uh, the thief who came to dinner. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, and um, and you know maybe um, get uh, your thoughts uh, in the comment sections. Uh, but the thief who came to dinner came out in 1973. Um, and it is uh, directed by Bud Yorkin and produced by Norman Lear, who, of course, you probably recognize those names from a whole lot of TV shows in the 70s. And uh, this was, uh, <clears throat> you know, right after All in the Family was had been on the air for a couple of years and, um, you know, before uh, some of their other shows. But it's interesting, this... Uh, uh, this movie, uh, because it is directed by and produced by people that normally did television, uh, but it didn't seem like a tele te television movie to me. It was uh, it seemed very cinematic, 
And uh, basically what it's about, the, the Thief Who Came to Dinner, stars Ryan O'Neill, and he plays a guy that uh, is a, a thief, and he did come to dinner. They actually had a um, masquerade ball, and he used the masquerade ball as an alibi of sorts to uh, maybe exonerate himself as as the thief who stole these jewels. And uh, War Notes uh, plays an insurance investigator who is hot and heavy on the path uh, and trying to find who stole these jewels. And, of course, he kind of figured it was Ryan and Neil the whole time. And, you know, and they play games and with, with each other the entire movie. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you something at the end. I am, going to, I am going to somewhat spoil it at the very, very end. So I'm going to um, leave that uh, and I'll let you know when I'm going to, when I'm going to spoil it. But, uh, but the movie also called, uh, stars uh, uh, Jacqueline Bissett as uh, the, the, the girlfriend that knows all about what's going on. And, um, and she's just absolutely stunning in this movie, which, of course, she's probably still stunning today. Uh, but um, it also has uh, Ned Beatty, who plays the, uh, the guy who kind of is the, the, the washer, so to speak. He's the guy that wants to buy the, the jewels who will give it to somebody else for a price. And um, and he's a lot of fun in this movie, and uh, and um, we just lost him uh, like what is it, a year ago or something like that. But um, uh, he he's fun to watch in this movie, and it's this movie's got a couple other uh, interesting character actors in it too. Um, Jill Clayburgh is in the movie, and um, she plays uh, the ex-wife who is really trying hard to understand how her boring ex-husband is all of a sudden a jewel thief. And uh, there's a scene, a really great scene in it, where she's thinking, and she, she asks him, why, where was all this when we were married? You know, why weren't you this exciting then? <laughs> and, um, but it's just a, a, a fun movie. And uh, like I said, it's a cat and mouse uh, movie. And I was just exposed to it. Uh, yesterday, um, there are a couple other character actors in the movie. Uh, Austin Pendleton, who you might best recognize Austin Pendleton as the as the public defender in My Cousin Vinny. You know, he says, "I'm getting better." <laughs> uh, and uh, we also see uh, John Hillerman, who um, you can recognize, and you'll you'll say, "Oh, yeah, that guy." And I think almost you might almost recognize the voice uh, more than the face, uh, but uh, he uh, is probably best known as the the guy who played Howard Johnson uh, in uh, uh, Blazing Saddles. Uh, but you also see him in uh, Paper Moon, also with Ryan O'Neill, uh, Chinatown, uh, History of the World Part One. A very Brady sequel. It was his final film role, uh, but uh, uh, anyway, uh, he uh, he he's in the movie too and uh, plays a, a uh, an important role. Uh, Gregory Sierra is also in the movie. 
who had a, a, a developed a, a relationship because he was with the uh, Norman Lear and, and Bud York and his, he was part of the uh, part of the of the uh, Sanford and Son series, and so he had an established relationship with with them, and and he was. Gregory's here has done just about everything in the 70s, as a matter of fact. Um, but most of these actors, unfortunately, uh, we, we've we've lost uh, uh, re- in recent times. Um, Austin Pendleton's still with us. He's uh, 82 years old. Uh, but uh, um, The Thief Who Came to the Dinner, there's some, some really great scenes in it. Uh, um, you know, are you going to see better cat and mouse movies probably but this was a fun movie and i just felt the urge to just talk about it for uh a few minutes and you know i'm not going to do a deep dive into it um you know i like i said it's a mini mini cast mini podcast and uh but uh, one of the the great things about the movie is the fantastic score of henry mancini and let me tell you henry mancini his his sound is unmistakable, um, much the same as Ennio Marcone is, um, and this is just a just a wonderful soundtrack. I just love it, and I you know just to listen to the music alone, it's worth it to watch this movie. <laughs> you just gotta realize how seventies it is. It's just. So 70s, the soundtrack. Really great, great piece of work uh, from Henry Mancini, who just did score after score after score after score after score. And um, probably know him best from uh, the Pink the Pink Panther um, movies. Uh, but he also did uh, one of my favorite movies from the 70s, probably my favorite movie from the 70s, is Silver Street, which also starred Joe Clayburgh and had the music of the great Henry Mancini. Uh, but uh, The Thief Who Came to Dinner uh, was uh, from 1973. It has a rather um, uh, a rather uh, humble score on, on IMED, like 6.8. Uh, it's, it's, it has, uh, uh, what's it, 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe. Uh, so, you know, it's, you're, going to, you're going to see movies that are are going to be a little bit better, but uh, I think it's just a uh, uh, fun movie to watch, and I definitely recommend it. Oh, uh, I wanted to mention also Walter Hill uh, did. I just thought there were so many little interesting little nuggets from this: the Henry Mancini score, the fact that Norman Lear and Bud Yorkin, who had become absolute giants in TV, uh, were involved with this project. And Walter Hill uh, did the um, uh, did the the, the writing, uh, and he did the screenplay. and And Walter Hill, you're, uh, if you don't know who that is, um, he directed many great movies uh, in the seventies, eighties, on into the nineties. Um, biggest one probably Forty Eight Hours, and uh, so yeah, Walter Hill uh, wrote the screenplay, and he would soon after this become uh, a big time director okay now if you see if you haven't seen the movie this is where you turn it off and I'll give I'll give you a few seconds to to do that and
Okay, time's up. It's your fault if you hear the end of the of the of the hear the spoiler. I'm not really going to totally spoil the movie, but let's just say that it is fun to watch a movie in 1973. Um, it might have been really something fascinating to watch uh, after seeing movies from the 40s and 50s and 60s that had to follow uh, the 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 Hayes Code, which basically meant if you're a jewelry thief, um, you have to go to jail. Uh, if you murder someone, you have to die by the end of the movie. Um, and so in some cases that, you know, you, you know if a guy's a bad guy, he's uh, going to pay a punishment for it. Uh, but in this movie, it doesn't necessarily have to happen. And um, so you can have some fun, fin- fun finales that don't necessarily mean that uh, the bad guy protagonist because, you know, he, Ryan O'Neill does play the protagonist, you know, but we don't see him as the bad guy, but, you know, he, he's a thief, uh, but we, but he's the protagonist, and the protagonist does not necessarily have to go to jail in a movie in 1973, because they're no longer following the Hayes Code, uh, but that way, I just wanted to drop that last nugget. Well, anyway, uh, this is a cinema chat with David Heath, and I'm just calling Checking in with you as uh, for the recommendation to watch The Thief uh, Who Came to Dinner.